Daniel Johnson and this was Little Help Through the Week. Now, normally we're doing Mondays of the weekend and we give you Sunday off, but actually we do Sunday specials as well. So we've got a wonderful guest called Josh Gaskell. He has a book out called Puzzle Pieces by Josh and it's all about a journey through depression and overcoming the struggles of society. Now, he's been through a hell of a lot and he's got a book out on Amazon and you can get it on your Kindle as well. So I'll have all the links below. But uh, we have a lovely conversation with him and he gives us his little helps, things that he would like to have known when he was younger and now he can pass on to other people anyway this is a lovely little chat with josh so enjoy josh how are you doing i mean it's so, it's so funny because someone reached out to me a guy called john b sheffield and he just told me about your book um and your story and stuff like that but he said i i would have to talk to you because it literally has changed his life and his perspective of, you know, people have been struggling over the last 18 months. And even before that, let's, let's take away COVID. There has been a struggle anyway, and this has just kind of made it worse. In that time, you've kind of written a book. Um, Josh, tell me a little bit about your background and, and uh, how, it, how you got to writing a book about, you know, some of the tougher times in your life. So I started uh, really struggling in the most recent lockdown. And I ended up going back to therapy, which was, it's kind of a, it was hard to admit needing help again and going back after like feeling like I'd overcome uh, all my like demons in the past. Um, so yeah, I went back to therapy and she said I was struggling with needing closure on my past um, and I was getting overwhelmed over and over again and that's why I kept going back to struggling. Um, and so I started to write the book myself. Originally it wasn't in book form, it was originally just my closure, me writing from start to present day. And we got about three quarters of the way through and we was like, oh, this this actually could be a book. And she agreed it may like, help people and with their issues. And before I knew it, I was talking to a publisher and a book was coming out. And then the book was on Amazon. And I was like, oh, shit, it's out. <laughs> like, the story's out. <laughs> and yes, it is out. I mean, it's called Puzzle Pieces by Josh. And, uh, you know, it's I haven't even had the chance to to give, give it a read yet. I've read the synopsis and I've, I've, I've talked to John about some of the, the stuff that's in there and I've been on your social media, so a lot of the stuff is on there and we'll leave that in the links below. Um, you know, you know, COVID was really, really tough. But for some people, it was super, super tough because not only does it affect your, you know, people's mental health, it can affect your work, which can affect your money, can affect where you're living, all these other things. Um, how has life been before covid like how how have you been and like what has your life been so far because i think that everyone has their own struggle um and i feel like you definitely have but the nice thing is you you share you, you're sharing it mm -hmm. so i was like 13 years old when i was first diagnosed with depression which was 13 years ago so it was a very different time mental health wasn't as talked about it was around the time where like britney spears was having her struggles and everyone was calling her crazy and mocking her so at the time I was like, oh, wow, like I cannot tell anyone I've been diagnosed with depression. So I used to hide like my medication and stuff like that. It was, it was a really different time and I struggled with um, self-harm and addiction and suicidal thoughts. And it was just over time that I, I just became like who I am. And like now I don't like to define me, but it's made me stronger in a way. And I'm actually really proud to say, yeah, I've struggled and I'm still going today. So there was times where my family have even admitted they just did not expect me to make it to the age of 26 at all. Like it, I think it was just a given I one day wouldn't be here. Um, it just seemed like it was all too much for myself and them. So the fact that I can stand here now and say I'm here today and I'm using what I've gone through 
to help other people i'm pretty pretty proud of yeah really proud yeah you should feel really proud because you know what a lot of people are not brave enough to step up to the plate i mean like you said when you were younger you, you didn't want to admit that you you know people might call you crazy or that stuff i mean that definitely hopefully happens a lot less now but still i think there's some still stigma to it and people sort of roll their eyes if you talk about mental health and people have their own ideas about it different generations think about it completely differently um yeah so we've we've got you to now writing a book and now that book is out can you tell us a little bit about it um so the book starts off literally from day one it goes into me being born into being a young age and not really feeling like I fitted in anywhere. I wasn't sporty enough to be one of the lads at school. I wasn't girly enough uh, to be one of the girls. And believe me, I tried there as well. And I even asked my mum for a brat stall at one point just to be like one of the girls. And I just didn't seem to fit in anywhere at all. Like up until I think college age, where I started to feel like I fitted in a little bit more. I found my own little, little group going on a good group of friends. And until I started to actually become a barber, I had no confidence whatsoever. Um, my confidence was literally at like level zero. And then I just kind of found myself as a barber. And when lads would come in every single day of the haircuts and they didn't really care that I was gay or not, I seemed to realize, oh, like people don't actually care whether I am or not. Like Joe doesn't define who I am as a person. Yeah, I mean, especially when you're a kid. Like if you go on perceptions of like statistics, so you say 10% of people are gay, right? Well, that means 90% of people that aren't. And then that's also not in the bracket of your age age range. So when you're at school, you might be literally one or two of you in the school or maybe in your year. But then even then, you're probably not talking to that person. They're not talking to you. It becomes really, and everyone's talking about, have you got a girlfriend, have you got a boyfriend, all this sort of stuff. And that just piles in and piles up. And I think even now, I think that kids kind of struggle and feel embarrassed by those situations especially if you're you've got something else going on and you're trying to figure out yourself because the one thing about it is sometimes you don't even know and sometimes people calling you gay before you even worked it out yourself and you're like what wait wait a minute that, yeah. that's a weird thing so i mean i mean with with the book you started straight away straight you know from when you're born not fitting in and stuff like that and then when do you feel like the toughest times have been has it been in the last 18 months for you or was it sort so of the, i'd say before? the toughest year which in the book uh, it's 2015 to 16 and i've had to spread that year over four chapters and kind of go back and forth a little bit because there was no possible way of writing all that in chronological order because it just would not have made sense to anybody so I focused on topic by topic for each chapter and that was definitely like the, the toughest year I went through it was a year where I accepted I was gay it was a year where I experimented sexually it was a year you know I'd go out drinking a lot more with friends and it was a year I had heartbreaks several times over and over again and when I looked back, when I was writing the book, I was like, Christ, at the beginning of January, I was at one point of my life, and by December, my whole life had flipped completely upside down. So when it came to like all the suicide attempts, it was like, oh, no wonder, you know, like no wonder that was too much for someone. And as I was writing the book, I, I realised, like, oh, God, yeah, like anyone would struggle with that. So it kind of made me realise, oh, I'm not as weak as I thought I was uh, because I did, I did try to give in, I did have enough. Yeah, and, and, I, and I think that comes from strength within. And I, I, the one thing is, to have anything good to happen in your life, you have to have the other side, which is sometimes, you know, sad and, and, and not so good. Um, and I think you've kind of grown into this person that now is going to inspire so many people because now you have a book. That isn't just now. That's not just now that it's out. It's that now out forever. Mm -hmm. That people in like 25, 30, 40, 50 years can read and read about your story and be like, oh my goodness, mm -hmm that bad then um 
obviously this podcast is called Little Help and, and we get people on board and to tell their stories and, and, uh, and, and, you know, their struggles and stuff. But one of the main questions that we like to ask on this podcast is, what would be your little help? So say there was someone similar age when you started going through loads of different things, being a teenager and stuff, what would you like to know then that you know now and just to be told it's going to be okay? You won't believe it, but trust me, you'll find your people, you'll find your crew, and and you'll be okay being you. What would be the, your little helps to tell a younger version of yourself and people listening? Talk. Just talk. Like, communicate with friends, with family. Just don't feel like you have to hide anything in. I recently had a woman message me, and she was like, oh, my God, I didn't realise you'd been through this, and I've been through something similar. And I was like, we've known each other for a long period of time. And we haven't spoke about this one experience we've both shared because we just didn't talk. And now we can be support one another through it. And she read the book and was like, I did not realise you'd been through all of this. And it was because of lack of communication on both parts. So I'm, the biggest thing I found is is talking. And I say in the book, you like depression and mental health, it's a, it's a battle and a battle needs an army. And the only way you can build your army is by admitting you need them and then talking through them. Yeah, I mean, it's super, super important. And on this podcast, we have actually talking about talking. And it's so simple because we do it every day. It's, you know, the situation. But we always get asked that question. Oh, how are you? And you go, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm good. I always think it's easier to say, yeah, I'm fine than it is. No, I'm not. And it's like, how is it easier to lie than tell the truth? <laughs> like it's, it's such a weird, like, cliche in a way. It's weirder to It's, like, easier to lie half the time. Yeah, and I think it is. Also, you don't want to pit, you know, your problems or think that you're all burdened to other people because the problem is, is that everyone is going through something. And, I, I you know, I've listened to this on many, you know, different podcasts, and there's a lovely saying that is, the worst thing to have happened to you is the worst thing to have happened to you. So if it, the worst mm-hmm. thing to have happened to you is that you fell over and scraped your knee, and that's the worst thing. That is still the worst thing, you know, even comparable to, you know, my story and your story and, you know, anyone else. And, and so it's really, really difficult to try and get to talk to people about just the smaller things. Because yet later on, you can get to the bigger things and stuff like that. But you are, and you know, who do you have around you? Who are those sort of people that you feel like? Because people will be out there and you're like, I don't have anyone to talk to. Who, who do you talk to? Uh, so I'm really, really lucky. I have like my parents are still together. They've been married a very long time and they're great support. I've got my brothers, my sister-in-law. Uh, I've got my partner, uh, my partner's family. I've got a, a small, close-knit group of friends. I'm not one of these who's got loads of friends. Um, but like, I, you see so many quotes, when you saying like qual- quality is better than quantity. And I've definitely learned that. I used to be one of these. I wanted everyone to like me, and I was like, oh please, I like, I want to be in a big group of friends. And then these friendship groups just never worked out. And I've just realised who I've got around me is who I need, and that's the right army. And sadly, over the, like, the past two years, I've had to literally remove people out of my life because it just wasn't good influences. And I just realised I like, for the future battles I'm gonna one day have. You know, life's tough sometimes, and you're going to lose more people and stuff like that. I've realized it's about who you've got around. You can help you get through that battle. You took the words right out of my mouth, actually. I was going to say, what does the future, Josh, look like? What does the future hold for you? Um, That's a crazy concept. Because like I said, like people around me never expect me to get to 26, really. So, <laughs> But um, yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm pretty content. You know, like I, my business is doing really well. I'm made up with that. The book's done a lot better than I ever expected. I kind of expected my mum to buy it and that'd be about it. <laughs> I didn't expect anyone to ask me to come on podcast or interviews. Um, but yeah, I really, really, I've, I've said it a few times, I really want to go into helping mental health more. 
Um, so I'm building up, I'm trying to build up a platform on TikTok um, so I can go on live streams and talk to people suffering and talk about my story and have people open up about their own. And yeah, I just really, really want to go into help mental health, mental health a lot more. Um, I did a counseling qualification last year during the first lockdown. And, and I've been trying to incorporate that into my barber business. So a lot of customers now know I have that qualification and they do come and they open up and I've got a private room. And yeah, I just, I, I buzz more off like helping other people, like knowing I can help myself because it helps me to help others, if that makes sense. It completely makes sense. And the one thing about it, I know you've had to go through a hell of a lot and a lot of struggle, but now helping people, not that it's worth it, but to know that you're making a difference and to know that you're just there to, for someone to talk to you. Like you said, some people don't have anyone to talk to. Well, they could actually just talk to the, the hairdresser who's just on a qualification. You know what I mean? Like you have no idea and they might be struggling as well and all this sort of stuff. Um, is there anything particular in the book that you feel like is quite emotive for you and, and, and is a great message to put out there? Yeah, I feel like the, the, the biggest message I've put in the book is, you know, about having support and, all the hard times which I'm, I'm, I've written about, a lot of it is saying, you know, I hid myself having addiction. I didn't tell my parents this. I didn't do that. I hid this from people. And at the end of it, saying, you know, they, they know all this now because it's in a book and I had to tell them before it came out. And it's, it's about, like, opening up and allowing people to help you and allowing people to become part of your army so you can fight the battle that like, is mental health. And in my eyes, it's the biggest battle there is. You know, mental health is affecting so many more people. And it's just sad to see like when people can't open up and they've not got people to to support them. And I've even put in the book, you know, sometimes I feel guilty that I do have the support because there's some people out there who don't. So as I was writing the book, I was like, for anyone who's reading, I've got my parents and I sound like an ungrateful little, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> and so, so and so, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I can only apologise to them because obviously they have it tougher than me, but Hopefully there's just someone out there. Like I say, even if it is just the barber, just communicate with anyone. Professional help I'll always fully recommend because my therapist literally saved me in the past 12 months. So 100% would recommend that. And the draw, I've been to so many different therapists where we just didn't click or I'd finish a sessions and it was like, oh, I don't really feel like I'm any better off. And it's just about keep going and finding the right therapist. And if the therapist isn't communicating and isn't doing what you want them to do, then tell them like, Joe, it's a partnership and you have to like find the right one because there is one out there who will help people. Yeah, that's absolutely amazing. I think you're doing such a good job and I love the fact, I'm literally going to order it. You can get it on Amazon right now. You can get it on your Kindle. Um, I'm going to literally, that's what I'm going to do next week. I'm just going to sit down and read your book and find out all your story. You're going to find me just like literally tweeting you be like, um, yeah, so I just read this bit and I've just cried for like four days. And just... <laughs> well, you're doing an amazing job. Um, like you said, your little help is just talk more, which I think is so important. Um, and do you know what? They can actually probably even reach out to you. If they if you're on social media, what is the best way to get hold of you if someone wants to ask you a question? Instagram, Facebook, there's a, there's a page on Facebook, TikTok, like I'm really pushing that at the moment. So yeah, if anyone ever feels like they need to reach out, I'm 100% here. It's already started happening. Like the biggest like achievement I've had since releasing the book a month ago is the messages. Uh, people have been asking me, you know, like, oh, how much have you made and how many copies have you sold? I really do not know uh, because I've made a point of I, I don't care about that side of things. To me, it is about the reviews I've been getting and the, the messages I've been receiving. So, yeah, if anyone does need to, then 
100% light up dropping the, the inboxes in. If anyone has any questions and they want things like making more sense in the book, then 100% I'll be there to answer it. And what is your handles? Do you have all different ones or do you have the same ones? Mine are all over the place. It's usually Puzzle Pieces by Josh. That's usually what it is. Perfect. I'll put it in the links below as well. Thank you so much, Josh. You're an absolute wonderful guest. And uh, yeah, everyone needs to just talk more. And if you've got anything, any problems that you've got in your life, you can just go and talk to Josh, really. But, you know, you've got friends and family and maybe sometimes a bit of a stranger. I think it's really important. But, yeah, you can get um, Josh's book at Amazon and it's Puzzle Pieces by Josh. Um, anyway, good luck with everything in the future. And hopefully we can we can get a beer or get a little um, cheeky soft drink or whatever you're drinking. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> good luck to your family as well. See you later. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much to our wonderful guest, Josh Gaskell, and his book is called Puzzle Pieces by Josh. You can get that on Amazon. Now, hopefully those little helps did help you. And if you want to get in touch with him, you can get him on his social media. Anyway, see you next time.